George to the front. The favourites kicking away, and it's all absolute glory. It romps in by Nelly Three. Sweat to the lead out wide. From last split, not a shock. Safiano underboss box on, but Black Bolt racing away, and Black Bolt is too good. Gutsy just in front. He's got to fight too gutsy. Maximum velocity, Angersteiner trying, but Gutsy gets it done. The monkey off the back. Surge is clear, inspirational girl, running home powerfully, but it's all in vain and truly great. Wins the Kingston Town Classic. G'day, punters. Welcome to the Sydney Review Show. It was just a standard benchmark meeting there at Rose Hill on Saturday, but there's still enough betting action to get our teeth into over the next few weeks in particular. It's never a dull time of year in New South Wales, I'm sure. Mark Sheen, you'd know a lot more about that than me. Uh, how do you see the weekend? Uh, yeah, well, Rose Hill was an interesting uh, day. There seems to be some very gentlemanly riding there with the uh, pace. Um, they absolutely <laughs> walked in just about every race. Uh, I, I don't actually think the track was biased. I think it was just the tempo of the races were so slow all day. I think Pandemic was really the only race where they moved along and something came from off the speed. There was Grazulu in the first in a small field, mate, Graham. But apart from that, they were just walking in just about every race. Uh, Mark Roden, there was a few near misses for yourself there on Saturday. Have you recovered from uh, the weekend just yet? Yeah, just about, just about, just going to put it behind me. But yeah, things like an enchanted heart, looking home, and uh, I suppose only self to blame with sausage. Uh, she does miss the start and did it again <laughs> on that day. Um, yeah, a lot of seconds. That was unfortunately the story of the week for me. And Rob Scurry, good to have you back on the show this week. Uh, how'd you see him out of the yard overall there? Oh, I didn't see him too badly, but I just didn't didn't handle it very well with the betting. You know, I think I did two meetings. You know, Friday and Saturday. I think we had four winners on top, but you know, I think I only backed one or two of them, um, which is, you know, it leaves a sour taste. Yeah. All right. We're going to review races one, two, five through nine. So we'll start with race one which was a benchmark 72 for the three-year-olds, only a small field. Oscar Zulu's posted a pretty decent figure overall on the punting form data, and in terms of the overall race speed, they've gone 2.2 lengths fast to the 600 here despite the smaller field. Uh, Rob, I'll start with you. The small field, uh, did you, were you able to pull them apart there in race one? Got a pretty average bunch here. Uh, no better than the three-year-olds on Friday night over a similar distance. The Exo Boom and the, the Les Bridge horse that won. I thought they're just as good as these, if not better. Um, I found uh, Zoomist on top. Um, you know, got back in a slowly kind of run race, swapped the run with Oscar Zulu, and I think it finishes a bit closer. I'm not saying it wins, but yeah, pretty even bunch, barely above Wednesday in, in my my estimation. Kiku was like an at-top waller, so that made me want to bet in the race, as I thought, you know, there's a chance of that getting beat. Um, Black Duke's got a bit of scope for improvement, I think. He's, he's a heavy set three-year-old, big, big boy, and, um, you know, he can improve a little bit. Um, Oscar Zulu uh, looked well. But yeah, I've seen I've seen him look better, so um, I went around him. Yeah, Mark Shan, as you said just before we started, uh, obviously a lot of these horses that even speed to the six hundred and then try and sprint home over the last four hundred. Is that how you saw race one? Uh, yeah, well, little cracker tail did did inject some speed into the race and probably upset the apple cart for Culture Amnesia, who who got a little bit fired up. He got his own way in front on the rail the other day, and here he had to do a bit of work and. Once he got to the lead, he started to pull. So that probably put it on a little bit for a horse back in the field like Oscar Zulu. Kiku, well, she had all favours to win last start and she seemed to have all favours again there. She 
been beaten by a first start a couple of runs ago. So she did seem a little bit short on the day, not being after the ball. But uh, I, I must admit, I stayed out of the race. I, I found it a confusing race. The winner had trialled quite well, but he, all his form had been on wet ground. So there was a question mark about him going onto the drive. But he certainly handled that quite well and was well supported. Yeah, exactly right, Mark Roden. A little bit of late money for the Wallace stable. That's never a bad thing. Uh, it was bad for me so it was terrible for me actually but they certainly knew it was going to run well first up it was a very very solid go the winner um, and they were spot on I'm not 100% sure this race was 1300 metres um, the, 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 the figures are just too high get me um, if, if this time and, and sections are right um, and like I, I, I've used cultural amnesia as a benchmark he sort of controlled the race at midweek the last time and you know rated the figure he rates and um, if we take this time at face value, he's improved uh, after not getting control of this race, and I just don't think that's true. Um, th th yeah, they're a good ordinary bunch of three-year-olds, um, and uh, yeah, don't know what else to say, but I think that could be a misleading figure if you're taking either your own or the punning form data at face value. Yeah, so I mean, how often do you necessarily find a situation like that? And if that's the case, what do you do with that figure going forward? You just pen the race? I don't pen the race. I, I, I had to drag it back, though, because I just don't... Yeah. For them to rate that high, you know, we're talking about better than average Saturday summer three-year-olds, and I don't think they are, and there's no margins either. They, they finished in a bunch, you know, usually when you get a horse rating that level, it's put a bit of a hole in them, or yeah. two have, you know, two have cleared out or something, but not when four are going across the line within a length, you know. It's, I, I don't believe it. I think um, it happens a lot in the bush. It doesn't yeah. happen very often in town, but they, they had three rates at 1,300, 1,350, and 1,400 on Saturday, which is... A bit odd, but uh, and and rare, but I think I think the stalls are in the wrong spot for this race. I remember one day when I was calling at uh, Rose Hill, uh, there was one race. I think it was thirteen or fourteen hundred, and they have a set of jump out stalls there. So the jump out stalls for race one blocked my view of the barrier stalls for the first, and there was another race in race seven over the same distance, and I could see the barrier stalls. <laughs> so they were they were in a different spot. Yeah. I mean, it makes it hard, doesn't it, things like that happen, but, um, you know, I mean, it, we're very data-obsessed these days, and it's, yeah. it's the best tool there is, the times, but, yeah, um, some, when things appear too good to be true, they often are. They are. I think you're right. This this is not a very impressive bunch to look at. Yeah. yeah. All right. Interesting little side note there for race one. We'll go to race two. 100 metre benchmark 72 for the three and four-year-olds and uh, we did talk about Ellsberg there on the previous show and uh, finally I guess did what uh, he had almost been promising to do at previous starts and won by four lengths. Uh, they've gone even on the punting form data, 1.2 lengths fast to the 600 and uh, Rob just run us through how they paraded there in race two. He's a big strong boy Ellsberg. Um, I think I called him a ten shot if he jumps away with him at Newcastle the other week. Um, I just, just, I just got superstitious. It's, it's very, very bad form for me. And then I noticed that Betfair is paying three div dividends on the uh, on the race, and, and yeah. so I got uh, Ellsberg from Lando Bay clearly from the rest of them. So I just thought, oh, you know, well maybe we'll just, you know, take the six dollars odd Lando Bay to run a hole here. That, that might be a smart play. And it's gone past me a length clear, and and the Toscanini's just just jumped up out of the ground to get it in a, in a photo to my man Sherry, who was nutting me all Friday night. So this is just torture. I, I can't really talk about it too much. Ju Juliet is not much of a horse. 
Um, Ellsberg, you know, is it was a dollar ten shot if it, if it jumped and it, and it did, and I'm still sick about it. Can we, yeah, don't ask me. That sounds like racing to me. Mark Shane, can you give Ro a hand. Um, well, look, uh, Ellsberg, uh, the, the concern with him, I suppose, going into this race was that he had a gut buster at Newcastle and he just paraded outstandingly. He's built like a tank and he looked uh, magnificent in the yard before the race. Uh, the one-eyed blinkers obviously done the trick there, but he got control and uh, he raced away and showed us uh, what a good horse he is potentially. Um, Toscanini, I think he needs the ultimate operation. Um, he jig-jogging around in the yard before the race and... Uh, his other couple of runs, he's had the head on the side under pressure, so he just lacked concentration in this race. So I think they'll probably geld him eventually. I know he's well bred, but um, you're not going to get the best out of him if he continues with those antics. So Ellsberg certainly the one to follow. He'll step up in class eventually, but I think he's a good horse. Mark Roden, in terms of the overall figures, this is a very similar figure to what was produced in race one. So I think that probably gives a little bit of a, a lend to what you're saying regarding uh, the first event. I think it does. I mean this. This is a horse you can believe has made significant improvement and raced really, really well. It looked like it did, and, and the numbers back it up. You know, you like to have the eye and the, the figures aligning, and <coughs> the eye did not align in race one, but they certainly did in this race. Ellsberg um, has always had the, in, in his three starts, <coughs> if things went his way, shown the potential to do what he did on Saturday. So I'm, in this case, I'm perfectly happy to believe the figures. Sure. All right, let's uh, jump to race five, and it's more to. Uh, let Mark Roden just vent a little bit or just, you know, it's all part of the healing process, but yeah. uh, the race <laughs> was won by Edison. <laughs> Even tempo, 0.8 lengths, fast and 600, but it did Mark Roden for all money look like Enchanted Heart had this sewed up. Yeah, if, if it hadn't been the fourth time it happened to me in about the last 10 or so days, I, I probably would have been taken better. I had the two at the Rose Hill Friday. Uh, Angelini at about a billion to one at Gosford uh, yep. during the week, and uh, now this one. And I actually, you know, how you sort of mentally or emotionally think, oh, you, you bank the money. So this one's yeah, this is just stroll past, and this is home. Oh, no, it's not. Just uh, just another way the game gets you. Uh, Rob, I'll jump to you. How did you think they paraded? Were you able to separate many of these because it was a bunch finished before and going across <laughs> the line together? I had the the first three um, in, you know, and then I had the Humboldt current. Uh, so they were, they were my numbers. Um, Edison can improve a little bit. Like his, his coat wasn't quite there. Enchanted Heart looked like that today or never, like totally, absolutely at top, like, you know, all bone and muscle. And um, Big Boy Roy, close to perfect Waller. But, you know, how can I back Big Boy Roy on a Saturday at $3.60? Just can't. So, you know, I... A little little place play on Humboldt current, which whacked away okay. Um, got to the line all right, and you know probably he'll find a race or two over 1600, 2000 later. This preparation, I'd suggest. Okay, uh, Mark Shane, just trying to separate the first couple across the line. Obviously, a very narrow margin. Was there anything else in the field that might have appealed outside of the winner? Uh, not really. Big boy Roy did, did look very unlucky here. Um, Thank God I laid it. I didn't think it had any chance and it probably should have won. So, um, look, the top three in the betting looked like they would fight the race out, um, and they did. Um, Edison coming off the canvas, not much else you can say. Enchanted Hart had the race one big boy, Roy, very unlucky when he got into the box seat and couldn't get out. Yeah. I think what Rob said, you know, about Enchanted Hart being, you know, absolute, absolute top, actually over the top, because he's strolled up to and shaped up like he was going to win by two lengths. 
and she's worn out. She's completely. I, worn I, out. I wouldn't looking at her. I wouldn't say she's over the top. She she paraded mm. magnificently. So, okay. I think maybe she's looking for a bit of cut out of the track, perhaps under yeah. pressure. That's awesome. the only thing I can think of. She did it the same at Newcastle, didn't she? She looked like she had great news beaten. But I wouldn't say she's over the top looking at her, Mark. Uh, okay. I, I'd say the difference with Newcastle, she did keep going. She sort of floated and waited for something to beat her on Saturday. She went to the line pretty well with great news at Newcastle, I think. Anyway. <clears throat> Leg of the quaddy, 2,000 metre race. And we, again, we were talking about this race in a good amount of detail on the previous show. In terms of the overall class, they've gone pretty quick here to the 600. Uh, five and a half lengths fast uh, with gone by and significance sort of fighting it out early and significance has managed to, in the end, defy the drift and get the result here over gone by and accountability who was uh, just having a picnic back in the field and then eventually got going late. Uh, it was a difficult watch once again for one M Roden, but we'll jump to him in just a second. Rob, uh, the middle distance to stay in class, what did you think? Uh, look, I, I, I think I had um, my numbers were similar to the market, like six, seven, thirteen, and four. I was tossing up between four and three. Um, significance, big, strong, you know, heavy set horse. Um, I don't know. I'm not I'm just. I, I'm not, I wasn't that keen. Accountability, I hadn't really seen close up in the flesh before, but he looks pretty close, pretty much close to his top. Well, um, and this looks about his grade. I don't think he's going to turn in, turn out to be a, you know, a very a listed to group horse. So, um, and gone by seemed to hold his condition from when I saw it on Melbourne Cup Day. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those races where they got separation and the other guys just just couldn't make up the margin. I thought across Dubai was pretty weak. Um, I guess he did cart the field up, but um, you know, Saturday Sydney staying race. Not that much to get excited about for me. Yep. Mark Sheen, uh, Significance has had the stable change going into this prep and now it's raced and won twice over the 2,000 metre. Mark, is that where you think he's just going to be as a horse going forward? Look, he's a horse who's very one pace and they've got to get him rolling. Look, I, I reckon I've laid him about seven or eight times for his career. He's, he's been a good horse to me at the lay. Um, I didn't like him Saturday, but um, he got him into a nice position. I just think, even though Jay Mack rode four winners... Um, he wouldn't be thinking this was one of his best rides of the day. I think he just waited way too long. I think, I think he probably thought these leaders had gone too hard and will come back, and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, Mark Roden, that's probably a good way of summing this race up, and it's amazing how many times you see it. You're going at slightly faster than genuine, and all of a sudden the back markers can't actually get into the race because they're a bit gassed. Uh, yeah, I, I completely echo what Mark just said. He, the, because the, those the three horses, it was gone by significance in Trevelyan, I think, um, the sparks were flying early, but only for a couple of hundred metres, only for two or three hundred metres. And by about the mile marker, they'd settled into their rhythm. And I was watching the sectionals on on Sky, and one of the early fellings was 11-1 or something, you know, way, way, way too fast. But they got that under control very quickly. So by the time they were going down the back, they were doing 12-6s and stuff. But Bowman on Vegas Jewel, and McDonald was following him on accountability, maintained the same distance from them. Yeah. So, at, at, you know, so they've actually slowed down as well. Accountability, who drew barrier one, I know he's not a leader or anything, but he should have been handy from barrier one. He was 10 lengths off the lead at the 1,200-metre mark, and he's ended up making his run around the turn about eight wide, you know, yep. and been beaten three-quarters of the length. He's an absolute certainty beaten, in my view. <laughs> and look what he's done to the horses around him, like yep. Davis Jewell, who was, you know, how, how easily he's beaten them. I, okay, Rob, I agree he's not great class, but 
that's a win they've left on the table there, I think. And, and he's a good, solid Saturday. Yeah. All right. Race 7, 1,100 metre benchmark, 88, pandemic. Uh, Mark Sheen touched on it before. They went, uh, they did go even for this class. They've gone half a length class to the 600. And it is one of the horses that uh, was able to make up significant ground. But only managed to get over top of uh, Album and um, Moe's crown right on the, right the line there. Uh, Rob... You mentioned something along the lines of uh, album and running second probably summed, summed up this race. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, it's a horse that always really rates rates well with us, uh, mm. Alberman, and he looked all right again. And uh, I've, I've I've had a good win on him at Rose Hill at, at double mm. figures before. So, but yeah, I just couldn't find room for him in the top four, and thank God he didn't win. Um, <laughs> and so my numbers were, you know, I had I had the winner, but how can you back a get back horse like this at, at $3, it, it, it just doesn't seem like a smart play. So I ended up on, you know, Poetic Charmer, um, Single Bullet, and True Detective. Um, not one of the best rides. Um, well, T-Stock, I had a bit of a mare, as they say, I thought, on, on Saturday. He's not going that well. Um, but, you know, he might turn it around. Um, I, I think Poetic Charmer's, he's almost my horse to follow out of the meeting. I, I thought he, he's, he's run home pretty well here, and I think he's got good improvement to come bit like maybe Charaterra, there's a there's a race for race for him but it's one of these horses that you know it's hard to have a lot of confidence backing him they sort of found their level but yeah i, th I think he's worth following um I, I i got sucked into uh gary portelli horse which is just just you know kicking myself single bullet i thought he couldn't have paraded better ping the gates i thought it was very disappointing i thought he was in a bumping jewel for a little while but it, on the on the head on it didn't look too bad and and true detectives run run well here first up um and yeah, the winners got home. At, it's paid four dollars thirty in the end on, on Betfair. So I guess um, you know, in my mind, it was it was a, it was a two to one. So it's obviously got out a bit late. Yeah, uh, Mark Shane, as Rob pointed out, Poetic Charmers run some pretty decent sectional splits on the way home over the last six hundred, but especially last four hundred. Um, is there any other horses that you're looking to follow out of this race? Um... I didn't think Hulk um, paraded that well on the day. Um, I think, you know, maybe that it's an indication he might have had enough here. He did break out quite badly for him. So uh, I thought Poetic Charmer probably looked like a, a run or two would, would uh, help him. He's a gross type, but um, he just got too far back. And you can't come from last at Rose Hill over 1,100 metres. So I think certainly he was the run of the day. Away from that, True Detective probably had to be written upside down, but it is True Detective. He got a bit of a pee heart. Pandemic stood up. I think McDonald stood over him, and um, he got the money. So well done to if you found Pandemic. And Mark Roden, that's an interesting point, isn't it? The 1100 metre shoot. Uh, it was a day where most of the races were over 1300 metres or more. Um, you'd obviously review the 1100 and 1200 metre races a little bit differently. Uh, yeah, generally do at Rose Hill. Um, yeah, it is generally a, an on-pace on, on as a favourite out of that shoot. And just sort of hairpin bend, absolutely. Yeah. Um, good win by the pandemic. Finally got a, a few favours in the run and um, got his... Uh, yeah, he hadn't won for a while, had he? He got his, got his Saturday win. Won a bit. I think so it was he, last summer he won a race, didn't he? It'd be true, it'd be to, true Detective. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they're all tied at the hip, Moe's crown. They've all clashed a couple of times, yeah. actually. Um, there wasn't much between them each run, sort of. Yeah. Well, most Crown had the better run at Kembla and Pandemic had no yeah. luck. Most um, Crown's run well again. Pandemic just had a better run and turned the tables. It's, it's, yeah, not much to say, really. Yeah, just a, just a standard Saturday race, really. Um, as was this one. Race 8, 13.50 for the Phillies and Mayors, benchmark 78. And uh, speaking of 
races where they just hacked along. They've gone 7.1 lengths slow to the 600 here and the leaders won. So um, not too much of a surprise there. Uh, Sausage was a little bit slow away as it tends to do and has rattled home clearly the best splits out of the race. Uh, Rob, run us through the Phillies and Mares. Uh, I, I, uh, I ended up landing on Bring the Ransom, which, um, you know, couldn't couldn't have found more, less trouble, you know, just found heaps of trouble on the straight, never got really a crack at him, got home all right, I thought. Um, Savine, Savine was, was in the numbers too. Uh, Sausage looked pretty much screwed down to me. Um, Vitez looked, looked well. Um, I, did, I thought Invinciano looked, looked pretty well. That was in the numbers as well. So, yeah, it was... It was um, Oh, it was a frustrating race. I thought uh, bringing the ransom could have got you know closer. When you back them each way, you, you don't get a run. And you finish the length off them. It's pretty it's pretty sick. But Vitez has gone well and it looked looked the winner a long way out. Yep. Uh, Mark Sheen, the market sort of followed Vitez right in here and was pretty much bang on. Yeah, well, they certainly knew it was going to get a soft lead, didn't they? 750 into about 480 and the race looked over after about 200 metres. I'd never seen a thing get a softer lead. Uh, concur about to bring the ransom. Uh, I'd never seen a horse get into more trouble. Um, definitely should have been in the finish. Uh, Sausage, yeah, got a long way back. Selica looked fairly trained up and seemed to have every chance. Uh, usual suspects would bring the ransom. Very unlucky. All right. Mark Roden, anything on review for race eight? Very slowly run race. Yeah, I missed, the reason I missed the winner is because I have had her pegged as a wet tracker and I'm not totally ruling out that that's the case because I don't think she I'd still be against her on a dry track unless she's going to get circumstances like this again because it was fast really um, so I'd still much prefer her on uh, on a heavy track than a firm track not the track was rock hard on Saturday either but um, I still think she's better on wet and she's just got absolutely all flavours uh, in on this occasion as the market suggested she would <laughs> yeah, they knew they knew the old day alright well Race nine, even speed in terms of the punting form data, 0.4 links slow to the 600. And again, the two on speed horses in Cyril Step and Ramstein have bought it out and Cyril Step's got the better of the yellow galloper in the end. So, Rob, just take us through a few of the horses in race nine. Uh, Cyril Step's never been one to really take my eye. Um, barely, barely a Saturday horse. Ramstein looked very screwed down, um, like with a bit more condition. Dumbrody Power, I thought I, I sent sent her out on top, um, and she's you know got back and, and come home all right. Uh, but yeah, nice relaxed horse, holding good condition. Um, Oxford Tycoon, I look, thought pr- pretty forward here, um, but other than that, it's it's not much really to get excited about. Yeah, uh, Mark Shan, top three in the market once more, fought out the top three places. Yeah, another walk in the park here, another race where they just settle in their positions. Nothing really happened until they got to about the 300. And Surreal Step just had the better kick than Ramstein, who uh, just didn't back it up uh, off a you know, pretty tough run first up. Done Brody Power lacked a lot of dash there at the top of the straight when she's normally coming a little bit quicker than that. She got going late, but um, just the, the, the tempo there around the circle was just too slow and it suited the two leaders. And Surreal Step well rated outside the lead and got the job done. Yeah. Mark Road, much to add? No, not really. Yeah, I was on, I was on Ramstein. Uh, my concern was that he might have been flattened by that um, barbecuing he got at the Rose Hill midweek the start before, and I think he was just a little bit flatty. He certainly had a, a soft enough run in front, and I was on pretty good terms with myself coming around the turn, but he, uh, he didn't quicken like I thought he would, and he was 
surreal step out in a fair way out, to be honest. All right. Uh, horses to follow. Rob's throwing out uh, Poetic Charm. Rob, was there another horse that really stood out from the card that you thought might improve going uh, to the next start? Well, I went I went to um, Kenzo Friday night. I think it's Exo Boom can can step up to a Saturday race. Okay. Was booked in. And the, and the winner in that race as well, the Les Bridge horse. I don't know what it's, I can't remember what it's called. But Lennon. Yeah, Lennon. Yeah, Lennon. Imagine. Right. Very good. Uh, Mark Sheen, a few horses to follow for yourself. Actually, we didn't touch on race four, which uh, might be a, a promising race uh, going forward. The Eleanor, of course, winning that uh, spring stakes at Newcastle uh, coming out of that race. Uh, uh, De Kiri was, uh, or De Kiri, I can't remember. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. I, I do remember backing it at its first, or at a Kembler run where it missed the place in a maiden. I was still scratching my head, but um, since he's got up in, in distance, uh, he was very unlucky on Saturday. If I contributor. Uh, he'll run a mile and a half, this horse. But the, the winner, Eleonora, um, just franking that spring stakes for me, absolutely bolted in. Beautiful ride from McDonald, roll forward, eventually got into the 1 1 and uh, paraded well and sprinted right away. So it looks, looks a good race to follow. Number 12 out of that race, Dukuri. Bring the ransom also, horror story. And Mark Roden, for yourself, a couple of horses to follow. Um, I'll mention two that I thought had trialled well before Saturday and, and without winning ran really well in Humboldt Current and Poetic Charmer. And two that probably should have won on Saturday and might get a Saturday win uh, were Big Boy Roy. And, and it sounds like the boys haven't, aren't a fan of him and I have never been either, but I think he's, he's clearly come back flying and accountability, he's, he's flying as well. All right, very good. Looking at the week ahead, we've got Warwick Farm Wednesday, Why on Thursday, Canterbury Park Friday, uh, the Villiers and the Christmas Cup are there on Saturday, and then rounding it off with another meeting at Hawkesbury. Uh, Mark Chan, the, the Villiers, obviously, just looking at it as a race, um, what are you expecting this year in terms of the field? Uh, have you got any feel for what it's looking like at this stage? Um, well, I suppose all those horses coming out of the, the festival will go there. So you're looking at horses like Outrageous, Faistos, Sambro, Through the Cracks, probably all those horses out of that festival. That's just up. So, and um, not sure about the staying race. You've got Graceful Glamour might go to the mile and a half. I wonder if Encountability will back up at a mile and a half on Saturday. Yep, exactly right. Uh, Mark Roden, just another busy week. <laughs> yeah, they like to jam a lot of meetings in uh, coming up to Christmas, um, and this year's no exception. Uh, yeah, the one the, the meeting I'm dreading, I suppose, is Canterbury Friday night. Don't know, don't know what I'm going to do about that. I'm a bit scarred after the, the last couple, but um, no, there'll be uh, there'll be plenty of chances to find a winner this week. Yep, exactly. Rob, uh, you've got Warwick Farm and Canterbury for Wednesday and Friday. Are you keen on either? No, look, it, it, it's peak wine selling season. I've got one week to go. Um, yep. So I And the missus has got a uh, work Christmas party Friday night. So I'll be, I'll be there on Saturday for the billiards. It'll be good to get to Ramwick on the course proper. All right, beautiful. Um, look, uh, we'll catch up on Thursday. I'll just be myself and Mark Roden. We'll run through that card and we'll get uh, some of the other boys on. We'll do some previews from around the grounds. Um, I'll be at a wedding this Saturday, so it will be the first Saturday in probably uh, a year and a half that I haven't provided some sort of betting or been betting myself. So uh, I'm looking forward to having a day off, but uh, I'll make sure I preview a lot of the Ascot races for us then. So guys, uh, have a good week. Mark Shams here. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Okay, man. See you later.